Chapter Nine of the Rock Frog. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Rock Frog by Harriet Anna Cheever. The Green Frog. True enough. The frogs of Long Pond and the toads of the garden had no more trouble from boys, dog, or mysterious powders. There were all-night croakings, jigs, and spinnings about in meadow and bog. More and more also was Judge Kerchunk looked up to and trusted. Visiting frogs went always to see him, and there was never lack of callers either by day or by night yet every creature craves that for which his nature cries out and while the rock frog lengthened out and looked full-grown in most respects he yet was thin lacking plumpness and the rounding of body natural to a healthy frog it troubled the long ponders but there was nothing to do and the sensible judge only smiled widely when one and another of his friends would mutter and sputter at his shut-up condition one sweet summer night as companies of frogs squatted on and about the rock judge kerchunk all at once leaned forward saying he heard an echo against his cabin walls and he thought some marsh frogs were on the way over yes the next moment they all heard the jog trot and the deep booming of the coming visitors the drum-like voice of booma room rising above the rest as they reached the rock they were greeted with politeness and booma room first of all proceeded to introduce a fine great fellow in a green coat with a baggy throat and active-looking limbs sitting before the little door of the rock he said i have brought with me judge kerchunk the green frog who you will remember was a prisoner with me in the eagle's nest he waited a tiresome number of days before seeing a chance to try the plan of escape he then had in his mind i shall let my friend tell his own story to you all as he was anxious to see the frog judge who was the means of my getting away also my many friends at long pond the green frog was given a place close beside judge kerchunk's door where he began to speak there is only one reason why i cannot entirely enjoy telling the story of how i got back my freedom i cannot forget that while your beloved judge is by no means surrounded by the perils that lately were all about me he yet is to a great degree a prisoner and it would be unkind to rejoice too freely in his presence over what is denied him your judge has been told that it was while speaking earnestly about a new law before our deep pool frogs that i was swooped down upon and borne away the next thing i knew i was in the eagle's nest at first all i did was to keep still and tremble then 
when i found that the air giant and his mate liked to see me hop about i tried to leap here and there as gracefully as i could for i wanted to amuse them so much that they would not swallow me in a hurry you may have heard that there was a long showy lizard in the nest and a wee cunning little duckling and how ducky escaped in the claws of the marsh king you must also know before speaking of my own escape let me tell how the lizard got away one night the eagle's mate brought home a mouse alive it was a sprightly little customer that would not have stayed in the nest unwatched for a moment had it not been for the way in which madame eagle fastened it down by the tail she made a twine of fine grasses much like the net of twigs that you will remember kept the lizard in its tight little bed ah she showed great skill fastening an end of the twine into one side of the nest and with the other end pinning mousie down so she could stand up or lie down but could not reach around and nibble the tightly woven cord the hawk knew the same trick i noticed that the lizard and the mouse grew friendly and could see that they meant to help each other if in any way they possibly could and i could scarcely believe that little creatures of the field had sense or mind enough to think out things as they will had i not seen proof of it with my own eyes madame eagle certainly meant to have her unwilling visitors too far away to give one another any help whatsoever but one bright night when both the eagle and his mate had soared away and we knew would not return for hours the mouse began jumping tugging and straining at that braided chain never giving itself a moment's rest i meantime had tried both teeth and claws on network and twine but having no teeth i could not manage to bite or pull either apart after a long time miss mousie did succeed in stretching her chain a little yet she could not turn around and nibble at it without twisting her poor little tail more than she could bear ah but she saw that with a bit more of stretching she could reach an end of the network that held the lizard a captive to work she went again and after much hard effort lo she could reach the braided twigs a few sharp bites with her pointed teeth and out darted the lizard then what did it do in an instant it was at the top of the nest and i wondered if it would be so ungrateful as to flash away and leave poor mousie in the lurch no it soaked its body in a puddle that had settled in a hollow of the rim then back it glided and sat on mousie's tail this it did several times until the moisture so loosened the twine that a series of jumps enabled the mousie to nibble herself free then the proceedings were so funny that for the moment i forgot that i was a poor prisoner forgot that i was not free and not soon likely to be and laughed so hard 
that i was surprised at the sound of my own rolling croak i had climbed quickly to the rim of the nest wanting to see the pair take their leave the lizard and the mousie reached the rim just as i did then the lizard paused a moment and like a flash mousie mounted to its back curled her nimble legs against its sides and so with mousie riding piggyback straight down went the lizard striking on one of the rocks far below then it did not move but off hopped mousie and i knew she was safe it was several hours before the handsome lizard moved slowly out of sight i think the hard blow stunned it and i'm afraid it was badly injured i was now the only creature left in the nest and my fears increased for might not the eagle think i had assisted the others in escaping and take vengeance on me if only my plan could be tried i was crouching sad and lonely thinking of my lovely home and merry companions by the deep pool when ah a sound reached my ears that sent me to the top of the nest in a trice yes there was what i had longed to see a sail i had hoped a boat might pass under the cliff and at the side where the rocks beneath did not project or come out and that by making a mighty leap i might scramble on board then hide before anyone would know what had fallen on on came the craft a small fishing vessel i swallowed hard and fast for was not here the only means of escape i had been able to think of two or three times it appeared as if about to turn aside then in the stream of moonlight i rejoiced to see it drawing nearer up it came until nearly under the cliff then o oh glory it was slowly drifting by now or never i must make a leap for life there down i came with a mighty bounce right atop a man's hat up jumped the man caught off his hat and using strange strong words i did not know the meaning of began looking around but quicker than a wink i had taken another leap and scuttled under a coil of rope it was a rock cried the man a chunk of rock fell right on to my head lucky i had my hat on i thought it was a lump of mud said another well rock or mud what has become of the creature laughed the man i think it bounced and went overboard said a third and so they gave it up and did no more guessing and i remained snugly and safely hidden away until we reached the land when i hopped ashore easily enough now that was the plan i had in mind but did not wish to speak of when the marsh king was my companion in the nest to plunge down on to a passing vessel then stole myself away but had he been with me when the vessel came i should surely have invited him to join me in the risk i next set about the pleasant task of finding my own deep pool 
it took several nights i was far far away but my instinct guided me and i was on the right road toward home when i accepted an invitation from a friendly frog to attend the birthday party in a fine bog of an old frog who was about to celebrate his ninetieth birthday to this party had been invited frogs from different places and of different tribes and what was my joy to see among the guests a green frog from my own dear deep pool district my troubles were over very happily we journeyed homeward when the merry gathering was over and a right grand jubilee we had on the wanderer's return much such a one as the marsh frogs enjoyed when their king came back now i must see your beautiful pond fiddle and sing with the long pond frogs then take leave of them and the marsh frogs and journey back to home sweet home good-bye judge kerchunk and may you live long to enjoy the affection of your own long ponders as well as the high esteem of many other of our tribes end of chapter nine recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c